7 through 9, Micah 6, 6 through 12, Mark 11, 15 through 19. In the truth about God, Jesus cares about the abused, particularly those who have been abused in his name. And the truth for my life, I will love and support those who have been wronged. Amen. Amen. The teachers did an excellent job breaking that down this morning. Amen. Context to the focus, verse, uh, Micah, the sixth chapter, and you can feel free to turn there. Just give a little background to the text so we can have a thorough understanding. Amen. So the prophet here, it starts out describing how God had a complaint against his people. And we're in a bad place when God has a complaint. <laughs> oh, if anybody got an issue with you, you sure don't want it to be God. <laughs> uh, uh, you can have an issue with me. You know, and we can decide whether we're going to agree to disagree or we're going to get it straight or not. But when God got a complaint against you, that's a real touchy issue. God had a problem with his people. And Micah describes a courtroom situation. And God is the judge. He said, arise and plead your case. He's telling Israel, now you stand up and you speak for yourself and plead your case to the judge. Woohoo, my God. Oh, my God, Israel was on trial before the Lord. And the witnesses, because you know in a court of law, you got to have some type of witness. Well, God didn't call a man to be his witness. He said, the witnesses are the hills and the mountains. Yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. My God. He said, my witnesses are the strong foundations of the earth. Woo, my God. Ain't that a witness? <laughs> he said, I ain't even going to bother to call your mama them or your cousin them or your friends and your enemy. None of them. I don't want to hear none of them. My witnesses are what? Strong foundations. Woo! God don't need no lawyer. He said, I will deal with Israel. Woo! Oh, saints, let me tell you something this morning. When God is tugging on you, when God is dealing with you, you better let him deal. <laughs> Woo! Honey, you better submit and say yes, Lord, and mean it from the bottom of your heart, the depth of your soul, because when God is reaching and God is dealing and God is moving, uh, you better open up uh, and let God have it way and deal with what needs to be dealt with. Oh, my people, what have I done to thee? Y'all hear what 
done for you. He said, how is it that I done wearied you? Uh, you know how we say folks are wearied us and got on our nerve. Uh, we know how that feeling is. Huh? How folks are pulled on us and tugged on us and pulled us down and, you know, pulled our energy and sucked that juice from us and we let them. But God said, how is it that I don't weary you? That's some tough stuff. God is saying, how is it that I don't bother you? You need me. God don't need us. He don't need our preach. He don't need our teach. He don't need our song. He don't need your praise. He don't need your prayer. You need that. You hear me? If he did, we couldn't supply. Exactly. And sometimes we come in the presence of God. Not just talking about here. I'm talking about in general the whole kingdom. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Come in God's presence as if God is in need of anything. Absolutely. 
Yes, sir. God put the monkey on us. <laughs> he said, now the ball is in your court. Well, this word had me twisted up. God just jacked me all the up. My God. Israel had to step on the witness stand. Woo! Baby, when God called you on the witness stand, Oh, you gotta worry about them handing you a Bible and say you solemnly swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help you, God. Honey, you ain't got no other choice. When God called you on the witness stand. God said, testify against me. Because I've been nothing but good to you.
that flow with milk and honey. Huh? Delivered you out of bondage. You seen my mighty acts. You seen the plagues of Egypt. You seen the Red Sea split open and you walk on dry ground, a supernatural divine miracle. You seen me move. My God! And then I allowed you, those that were left over, to possess the land of Canaan. <laughs> My God! I brought you through so many wars against the enemy and allowed you to conquer and have the victory. And I gotta take you back down memory lane because apparently you don't forget what I done done for you. Tickle they flesh. 
carnal. Carnal. Huh? Hop the hop the hop the hop. And wonder why the culture is so unstable. Oh my God. But he still could curse what God had blessed. Amen. Oh, you ought to thank God. Because there's a lot of folks that would love to curse you. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Oh, oh, come on here. Oh, you thinking everybody for you, honey. Let me be the one to give you a rude awakening. Huh? There's a whole lot of folk out there that want to curse you. Huh? Then to see God bless you. Everybody ain't in your corner and everybody ain't happy huh? because you eating fruit off the high vine and you going around bragging and boasting about what the Lord has done for you and God has been so good to me in my house and oh, we doing good and God is blessing and he opened up doors and he up. Come on, come on. Everybody ain't happy for you. <laughs> when you think everybody going to celebrate and clap their hands because you doing so good and oh God is raising you celebrate. You got devils all around. Huh? Waiting on you to fall. But I'm so glad that my life ain't in their hands. <laughs> I'm so glad that my blessing ain't tied to a devil. <laughs> you ought to thank God Praise him because he decided to bless you anyway. He'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Oh, you can't curse what God has blessed. So let them go on and scandalize your name and rip your coattail out your back. Let them go ahead huh, and try to assault your character. Try to bring up what you used to do and where you used to be. Go ahead. Do what you got to do. Say what you got to say. But let me be the first to tell you, you can't pass what God has blessed. You can try, but it ain't going to work. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, the Lord shall condemn it. My God. And so God moves down even further in the scripture. It basically tells them that because of your sin, you got the curse. It wasn't because I cursed you. And see, that's what we got to remember. God's mission is not to curse. God's agenda is to bless us. It is us that put ourselves in a position to be cursed. Because of disobedience, idolatry, stiff neck, Huh? Rebellious people. He told Israel, y'all put yourself in this place. And because you allow the king of Moab and his women to come in and influence you in the sexual immorality and 
adultery. You disobeyed me. You had other gods before me. And that is the reason why you were cursed. Mm. Wow. Then God had to bring a plague on them. Judgment came to the nation of Israel. Believe he killed 24,000. Mm. That's some tough stuff. Hmm? Things that we don't see in the past few years. 24,000 wasn't nothing. It was just over a million here in the United States. Huh? Not counting all the millions around the globe, the whole world. Huh? If people think that God ain't moving. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, Ray Charles and Stephen Wonder can tell that God is moving. Oh, yeah, he moving. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to get out of Don't you get in God's way? Huh? Don't you partake of nobody else's mess. You keep your hands clean. You hear me? You don't get twisted up with nobody else's foolishness. And if God is cracking a whip on somebody and whooping their tail, honey, you better get out the way. That's what used to happen back in the day. Mama came swinging with that switch and that belt. Uh, we got out the way. So you didn't get out the way quick enough, you got some of that tail end of that belt. And that belt and that switch hurt. Huh? You better get out of God's way when he's judging. Woo! So the people then answered God. Now this is what really struck me here. It was the response to what God had to say. And it was if they had the most foulest attitude toward God. This is mind-blowing to me. After God done laid out in memory lane everything that he done brought them through, everything he done done for them, how he been good to them, merciful, kind. Here we go. The people said, now, what shall I do, God? You hear the attitude here? Shall I bow and bring burnt offerings? Thousands of rams, 10,000 rivers of oil, my firstborn of my transgress. What is it, God? Y'all hear the attitude here? Hmm. They were bitter. Resentful toward God. Hmm. And basically, they were saying to God, well, what is it that you want from us, God? That's what the world is doing now. In the same days of Noah. Huh? And Jesus said that the end times are going to be just like the days of Noah. Bitter. Resentful toward God. We're so privileged now, Minister Tina. Y'all notice that? The church world, the culture is so privileged. Like God just 
know us. Because we done done this church thing for so long, we done took God for granted. We done took God lightly. Huh? Think we can wait. It don't work like that. This ain't your kingdom. Huh? This ain't ours. It is God's kingdom. It's God's church. Jesus told the money changers, uh, Caiaphas, and all the other corrupt priests, this shall be a house of prayer. He had to serve them notice because it ain't about your dollars and your cents. You coming in and making money off the backs of Pofo. You corrupted my temple. Oh, the temple is being corrupt. It's corrupted. Oh, just like the minister talk about all this foolishness and nonsense going on and then have the audacity to put it on social media. Line dancing in the church. Where they do that? Huh? Bringing all this worldly stuff in the church. If I want to see somebody line dance, I might well go to the club. What am I coming to church for? Huh? Having sipping parties. Huh? Wine and smoking. And this is supposed to be the temple of God. The temple of the Holy Ghost. It's supposed to be sanctified. It's supposed to be set apart. Meet for the master's use. And we're doing any and everything to tear it down with our own corruption. God has an attitude. We let too much go. We let too much slide. Uh, too much foul language. Uh, saints are supposed to have godly language. Uh, Caesar was salt cussing. Uh, folks arguing and acting a fool. Uh, fighting on church grounds. Uh, smoking out in the car. Uh, all kind of nonsense going on in the pulpit. Uh, all kind of deception and lies. Uh, and cheating. Uh, stealing from the church. Uh, stealing. God has a problem. But well, we see, you know, we think this stuff is supposed to be the norm now. Uh, and we forget the whole principle of the foundation is holiness. God said, be ye holy, for I am holy. We erecting statues and we worshiping crosses and we getting tattoos of other foreign images and uh, animals and beasts and all of that. Yeah, we the goat and we a beast. And you wonder why you got a goat and a beast? Spe uh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Well, and I know I'm stepping on. Let me let me get in here because uh, we got to think about what we're doing. Huh? The psalmist said, how shall I ascend into the hill of the Lord? That I have what? Clean hands and a pure heart. That's what we need to be concerning ourselves with. Make sure your hands is clean. At the end of the 
folks' blood on your hands? Huh? You ain't slayed folks and ran folk out of the church? Huh? Make sure your hands is clean, man and woman of God. That you walked upright. That you actually lived and dealing in that which is right in the eyesight of God. Make sure your hands is clean. That you didn't live like a hypocrite. Huh? That you didn't live something else beside what the word told us to live. Hmm. Make sure your hands clean. Make sure you ain't been involved in no mess. No division. No heresy. Lies, cheating, scandal. But we love that kind of stuff. That's why we watch all them devil TV shows. It lies, it's scandal. Well, there's blood, lies, scandal. We love that. Huh? Who murdered who and who slept with who? We love that nonsense. Uh-huh. Because our flesh is evil. Hearts are evil. Hearts are just as evil. Oh, we love that juicy stuff. Make sure you ain't involved. Woo! Make sure your hands is clean. Let that juicy stuff be for somebody else, huh? You keep yourself clean and unspotted. Keep your garments washed. Woo! With the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Because some of this foolishness that you're hearing of now is a shame before God. And then on top of that, don't even have the decency to have any shame. No shame. Just throwing sin before God. And then wonder why tornadoes tear up whole cities and towns and why floods is taking out whole cities and towns while the fire is destroying so many thousands of acres. Uh, we forget about how we parade our sin before God. While the tsunamis and the earthquakes take out thousands. God said, is this how you repay me? <laughs> Wonder why the economy is destroyed. Recession, eggs are astronomical. We wonder why it's the people, it's us, it's me, it's us, the people, we the problem, it ain't God. Yes. God said, is this how you
intercessors. The church is asleep and we should be praying. Church is asleep with all this nonsense and craziness going on all around us now and we ain't even bothered. You'll never wonder why you're waking up at 2 and 3 and 4 in the morning. Maybe it's some time that you need to connect with God. Maybe it's some time to pray for somebody else. Because let's just face it, the world needs some prayer. When you just turn on the TV and listen to the news, I ain't even got to turn on TV. I get notifications on my phone. It's terrible. The crime, the evil, the hatred. So much hatred, and we act like we're surprised that there's racism, huh? Coming from police departments and from authorities. Like we're surprised. It's been going on for eons and eons of time. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? We act like the you know the rich getting rich and the poor getting uh, poor is a surprise. It's been, like it's been like that. Huh? It's still going on right now. But what if the church took more responsibility and accountability? Huh? Because the power that you got, the influence that you have, the authority that you have, huh? possibly could it cause a huge move of God. It's very possible now. If God hears the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous that avail much, could it be possible now? that there could be a big, huge sweep of the move of God where he snatched souls out of the fire. Oh, that folks will be delivered and set free off of this crap and this meth and all these pills they popping. Is it possible? That people will get delivered from mental issues Folks are committing suicide in record-breaking numbers. Is it possible if the church would stand up? If the watchman would be on the wall? You're supposed to be the watchman. My God. The church got to wake up. We got bigger fish to fry than who done got promoted in the organization. We got bigger fish to fry than having tea parties and programs and that God ain't showing up and ain't nothing happening, ain't nothing changing. Huh? Because God is after souls. We got bigger fish to fry. Then splitting hairs over who got what, who did what, who came, who left. Bigger fish to fry. Irrelevant. Huh? It is just an illusion because the devil is a master at illusion. Huh? Get the people of God 
got to focus on stuff that really don't matter. Think about all that we've been focusing on just over the past several years. Huh? Just let your mind take a trip. Was it really that important? We have to ask ourselves the question. We major over the mind. And we minor over the Wow. Yeah. Splitting hairs over food and titles and who going to grab the microphone next and If God ain't getting the glory, none of this stuff don't even matter. Hmm. So God is a just God. And the word justice means misspot. It appeared 421 times in the Old Testament. That's how important justice is to God. Y'all hear that? Just in the Old Testament. God spoke about justice. And we ain't even concerned about justice. We concerned about wearing red and everybody dressing in the same shirt. And everybody frying chicken and having a service in a convention. But what about justice? Hmm. See, that shows where we are. We're not concerned about what God is concerned about. The huh? The oppressed, the needy, the poor, the rejected. We're concerned about that. We're concerned about self. We're concerned about building ourselves up. Huh? Flattering ourselves. Huh? building our empire, building our brand and our name, but we ain't concerned about lifting up Jesus that he can draw all men unto him. That's the mission. Huh? That's the mission. If Jesus be lifted up. So Jesus came with miracles and benefits. <laughs> We need to be more concerned about the presence of God and the move of God like never before. Because when Jesus come on the scene, something happened. Jesus came with miracles and benefits. The psalmist said that he daily loaned me with benefits. We don't even appreciate God. Just for your daily load of benefits. We spend more time asking and pleading with God for more, more, more. We don't even take time to think about all that God has already done. All the ways he done already made. All the doors he done already opened. And just say, God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Because it wasn't me, it was you. You blessed me. You opened the door. You made the way out of no way. God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. 
life was a mess. My heart ain't been always right. But God, I thank you for blessing me. Every time I turn around, you always blessing me. You've been so good, God. Lord, I thank you. I got food on my table. I got clothes on my back. I got shoes on my feet. I got a vehicle to drive. It may not be the finest, but it get me from point A to point B. Thank you. I got a roof over my head. All is well with my family. They may be acting a fool, but God, you can't Thank you. You saved me, huh? You sanctified me. You gave me the Holy Ghost. That's more than silver and gold. God, I thank you. You've been faithful. You keep showing up every single day. Brand new mercy. Brand new mercy. Brand new mercy. Brand new mercy. God, I thank you. You let miracles, signs, and wonders follow my life because I believe, not because I'm good, but because you're good. Jesus. 
the shackle. told a woman, woman, thou art loose. My God, my God. That's what Jesus came for. To loose the chains and the shackles. To set the captive free. To open blind eyes and deaf ears. To heal the brokenhearted. of Jesus Christ because I was included my messed up wretched life was included your messed up jacked up wretched life was included in the move of God oh you ought to thank him That he didn't look at you like an outcast no more. That he gave you a chance. That he wrapped his loving arms around you. That he loved you. Right where you were. You didn't have to put on no facade for God. He said, I want you just like you. Because God thought you were good enough. I know people wrote us off. I know people had thumbs down on us. Told us we weren't going to mount to nothing. We weren't going to never be nothing. But God. But God. Hmm. But see, the problem comes... When we think that the church is supposed to be filled with people that's already got it made. It's not the mission of the church. Jesus told him that he that is whole have no need for no physician. Give you whole while you're coming to me. Huh? This is a hospital. The spiritual and the physical, huh? God is concerned about the whole man. Your mind is important to him. Your body is important. He created it in his image, in his likeness. Your soul. The most important thing. And we don't even act like we got an urgency to get to the hospital of God. Can I get a witness? A lot of times you may have been sick at home, but when you come to the house of God, that sickness don't bother you. Can I get a witness? The stuff that bothered you while you was out there, the stuff that vexed you, huh? When you come in here, it seemed like God just God just 
that he hides us in the secret place of the most high that we abide under the shadow of the almighty I will say of the Lord he is my refuge my fortress my God in whom I can trust surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence under his feathers he shall cover me and I will trust his truth his word shall be my shield and my buckler wow when we come to the hospital you need to come as often as you can as much as you can you need to come to God's hospital <laughs> his glory ain't dwelling in your living room his glory ain't out there on the parking lot it's here the meeting place this is where the glory I don't care how much you try to sanctify your workspace and how much you sanctify your house. And that's a good thing that you plead the blood of Jesus and you anoint with oil. That's great. That's a good thing. But let me tell you something, honey. The glory of God is here. So Jesus dealt with all kinds of people, all walks of life. Church is for whosoever will. Let him come. Whoever want God, let him come. See, that's the key. We got to want it. We can invite folk and pull on folk and pray for folk, but at the end of the day, they got to want it. Huh? Come on. God is not mixed up about status, money, where you came from, where you've been. Huh? Not intimidated by that. By your education or your lack of education. God knows who got and who don't. He knows what level we all on. He knows how we were brought up. The things that affected us. He knows the kind of culture, the kind of household we were raised in. He knows all that. And all that, guess what, is important. Because it helps shape who you are. Your own individual, unique personality. And God is here for all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody don't have to look and think just like us to be a part of the kingdom. Huh? All of it. He used for his glory. Huh? The big and the small. Huh? The short, the skinny, the wide. The broke, the
the middle class, even the rich, if they want God, he ain't got no problem with it. Whether you're from the hood or whether you're from the Hamptons, it don't make God no difference. Huh? Whether you're in the jungle, whether you're in Africa, uh, or whether you're in New Zealand or Australia, don't make God no difference. Come unto me, all oh, you that labor in a heavy labor, I will give you grace. The door is wide open. But the issue is we have so many that won't take God upon the invitation. My God. My God. So God shows the prophet, what is it, God, that you require? We need to ask ourselves, what is it that God is really requiring of me? He said, first to do justly. Then to love mercy. It's not just enough to show, but to love mercy. Because one day you're going to need it. Mercy shown your way, you gotta love to show mercy to somebody else. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Have mercy on mercy. And to walk humbly before your God. Because it's no goodness of our own. was a voice for the voiceless, for the ones that didn't have the status. Think about how God stepped in and made a way for Gentiles to be grafted in the kingdom, dealt with women. That wasn't supposed to be dealt with. Think about that. Think about Mary Magdalene. Hmm? A lot of us was a man. <clears throat> Think about the woman at the well. A lot of us was her. Think about the woman with the issue of blood. A lot of us was her. Think about it. Think about the lame man that was begging. Huh? We was in that position. Think about the man that was cutting himself. Had all those demons, a legion of demons that possessed him. And he just wanted to be free. Think about how you were locked up. Think about how you were bound. You were in that position. Think about the man that was desperate to get help for his son. 
I guess nobody's been in that position. Where they desperately needed some help for their child. Think about the position that they're hurting, they're bleeding, they're desperate, they're losing it. They don't have control, they're losing all of them. Hmm. And it's up to us to show mercy, to walk justly. Because God had no respect of person, and we can't show respect of persons either. We should be interceding more. We should meet people where they are. If they need a sandwich because they're hungry, they don't need a sermon. You preach.